Welcome to the Bespoke Buzz. Join me, Rebecca Russell, owner of Bespoke Vintage, as I chronicle my adventures in the historical and vintage clothing world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Christmas edition of the Bespoke Buzz. Now, you may be thinking, what? She just released a podcast. Yep, I did. But that one was actually supposed to be for November, so this is the December one. Did I mention that I was a mom of four and probably a bit ADHD? I don't always have my head on straight. So, back by popular demand, in my studio with me today is Beth Kuhar-Miller of One Sweet Thread, and we are going to chat a little bit about Christmas vintage and our traditions in general. Welcome back, Beth. Merry Christmas, Becky. Merry Christmas, everyone. And it is so great to be back. I had such a blast last time and what better to spend at least a couple hours of Christmas week with you, which, you know, I love anyways. True, true, true. Okay, so let's start by acknowledging the fact that Christmas is just five days away. Holy moly, people. I hope you have all your gifts purchased and wrapped. I used to have all my Christmas shopping done in the middle of summer, but I have to admit in the past few years that it's definitely not happening like that anymore. And thank God for Amazon. It suddenly hit me probably two weeks ago, December started, that Christmas was almost upon us. And so I hopped on Amazon and checked everyone's lists out and got that all knocked out. I love an Amazon wish list. I want everyone to have Amazon wish lists because that just makes things easy for me. But anyway, I don't know what the tradition is in your family, but in mine, I usually do all the buying and wrapping for everyone except for myself. And you might be thinking that's a little old-fashioned or even chauvinistic, but don't worry. It's really just because I love Christmas so much and I'm a control freak when it comes to gifts. So I really want to do it all myself until I have a mountain of gifts in front of me. So, um, Beth... Who does the Christmas shopping and wrapping in your house? Well, I mean, as you know, Becky, but um, some of our listeners might not know that I am newly married. And last year was our second, this is our third Christmas together. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I wrap everything for my husband, Kevin, and our dog. We don't have any human children, so our dog gets spoiled to death. And um, and then he wraps everything for me and his family. Like, we we really split it 50-50 down the middle. And then in our family, we do a gift exchange because there's so many of us. Like, you pick a name at Thanksgiving, and that's that's who you get. Then um, this year, we started doing a white elephant exchange. So I'm excited to see how that'll go. Yeah. So Tristan's family does the same thing about picking a name. Like each person gets one name in the family. And I thought that was pretty cool. My family keeps trying to do something like that. And I'm like, F that noise. I want to buy gifts for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I'm making them mad because they tried to do it again this year. My sister was like, how about we just get gifts for the kids? And I was like, no. I mean, okay, you can just get gifts for the kids, but I want to buy gifts for everyone. 
And like I said, I guess I'm a little control freak with Christmas. I didn't realize it until I started talking about it. (laughs) So now everyone is still getting gifts for everyone. At some point, I will probably get vetoed on that. But I just like giving gifts to people. You like giving the gift better than receiving the gift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because to me, it's like, this will be really cool, and I can put this theme together. I mean, like, I used to just do this whole, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get games for everybody, but the games have to be, like, so personal to who they are, and there's got to be a story or something like that. I love giving gifts, too, but I also like getting gifts. And and I feel like it's like my inner child is coming out where I actually want to just open it. I don't care what's in there. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm like Ooh, what's behind here and just I yeah. open it up and I'm like oh and then put it off to the side <laughs> put it off to the side I'm like okay next there's a funny video of me when gosh I probably was like seven or eight years old because we were living in Japan and because we were living in Japan we had video cameras way back then that mm-hmm. would have been in like 1979 but there's a Christmas where I'm just like opening a present I'm like Yes! I always wanted this! And then I open the next present. (laughs) Yes! This is what I always wanted! Yeah! Every present I had the exact same reaction to. Like, (laughs) like it was the best present I ever, I could ever get. It could have been a lump of coal and you would have been excited about that too. Yeah, because someone gave it to me. Man, it was freaking awesome. I was going to ask you, what is the one thing that you wanted when you were little, like really, really bad, that you did not get. Santa did not bring this to you and you're just burned still. So my parents were actually really awesome with Christmas. I can't think of, I was going to say Easy Bake Oven, but I got one. Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know if that ever happened. I think that's probably why I like gifting so much. My mom is awesome. Awesome, yeah. After like she will give gifts for Valentine's Day and the holidays that you don't normally get gifts for. She always got gifts for us for for the kids and I remember my dad always really liking Christmas too. So, I mean, that was the one usually like all the stops were pulled out for Christmas. So, probably why I love it so much. I can't remember one that I didn't get, but I do remember some really memorable ones was my dad used to work for Union Pacific Railroad. So, one year we got a train set, one of those like with Oh, the that's track. cool. Yeah. Yeah, my mom hated it cuz it meant that there was going to be some space that had to be dedicated to this train. <laughs> but I remember loving that. A big, huge, stuffed dog, which unlike the stuffed animals today that are so soft and cuddly, I remember yeah, like those squishmallows. Yeah, this was like hard underneath. It had soft fur on it, but it was the old style because, again, this was in the 70s and it was bigger right. than I was. But it was a gray and white dog. That was one of the ones that I was like, oh, this is what I always wanted. And I, don't, I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I didn't ask for it, but apparently Santa knew it was what I always wanted. So so you tell me, because you obviously had something in mind. What was a gift you didn't get that just, uh, what's the phrase, burned your chaps? Chapped you? Chapped your, whatever that phrase is. Chapped my ass. Cha- oh. <laughs> yes. Oh my Tell gosh. me about it. Tell me about your uh, chapped ass. My, my chapped ass is still chapped to this day. It, it's got to be the Barbie dream house. I re- so, oh. you know, you and I are, are pushing 50. Yes. And this is my last year of my 40s. I'm pushing 50-ish yeah. as well. Right behind so. me. You're right behind I'm right me. behind you. And I have to say that, you know, like when we were young, you would get this Sears catalog. Mm-hmm. Christmas catalog. 
and you would open it to the yes. toy section. Oh my god! And you would take your you like your writing yeah. utensil of whatever yeah, your sharpie, your sharpie or, or whatever, whatever was. and you would circle what you wanted. I would circle almost every yeah. Come on, oh like, yeah, the whole section. I wanted all of it. So I just remember when I was like. Seven. I wanted a Barbie dream house, and it was a hundred dollars back then. And so oh yeah, I, appreciate- I had friends that had. Did, yeah. Did you have a Barbie dream house? No, I didn't. I mean, so not to interrupt your story, but no, that's I right. never had. I never had Legos. I didn't even know they existed until I started buying them for my kids. My brother and had Legos. We never really had Barbies. I don't know. If, I don't know why, but I think I bought some Barbies off of friends. They were like the Barbies that their dogs chewed up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a lot of Barbies that had holes all over their legs and arms. Yeah. So I, I, I loved Barbies and I loved dressing my Barbies. I'm sure it was indicative of what was to come with my career. But I wanted that Barbie dream house like I breathe. I just remember Christmas morning coming downstairs and there was no Barbie dream house and I was like deflated. And I remember later, later on in life, when I found out the truth about Santa, that my parents couldn't afford that. Like my parents could not afford that. To this day, I still want that Barbie dream house. It was like the Barbie mansion and you know, it had all the furniture in it and I had 12 Barbies at the time so oh it God. would be and no place like, to live and no place to live she ended up in a town home <laughs> that was donated by the neighbor in the end I still want that dream house I, I think my husband was looking for one for me on eBay from that oh God, year and awesome. he was actually gonna buy it for me it was like $500 Without the furniture in it, too. So real estate has gone up for sure since 1984. <laughs> I feel like I used shoe boxes. So I had little dolls or made, I don't know. I feel like I made them out of paper or something. But I would stack up shoe boxes on top of each other and like yeah. tie them together with pipe cleaners. So those oh were gosh. like my apartment buildings or like a three-story house or something like that. And I would cut little doors in between them and make stairs out of uh, cardboard. And oh, I don't even know what I was using as dolls. I had caterpillars in them at one point. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. When I tell these stories, I start thinking to myself, my poor parents. Okay, so as adults, do you decorate your house outside and inside? I'll start. I I decorate the outside now, but usually I don't want to anymore, but I do it because Levi's little. And I add a few things inside the house, but not the way I used to. So I'll change out the pillows and put a few things up begrudgingly, which makes me feel like a curmudgeon, to use my mom's word. So you tell me, what's your decorating mood? I mean, you've been to my house. I kind of take a less is more approach. Like, I don't want it to look like Christmas threw up in my house. Yeah. Like, just vomited everywhere on every last inch of the walls. I just try to just have a tree, have a couple of well-appointed things so then I'm not spending days putting things up inside my house and then days taking it down because when you're putting it up you're like oh I'm so excited yay Christmas and but then when you take it down you're exhausted like I don't know about you but you know come January 2nd I'm done peopling I am done with everything I'm done looking at the tree I just want it down yeah and I want to take everything down as fast as possible 
And then as far as outside goes, this year I went to the dollar store, which is like my favorite place to go. And I found these plaid plastic bows and I, I just kind of put them up on my deck posts and, you know, on the lights. And then half of them, because I live a block from the lake, blew down. <laughs> So I have like three bows left up and like one very sad looking bow hanging off of one of the um, garage lights and I haven't put them back up and it's 12 freaking degrees here now and I'm not going back out there and doing, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just like, you know what? They blew down. So I'm not putting them back up and then I would like to do lights, but it's the same situation as like, you have to put them up and then you have to take them down and you know, we, we agreed that we weren't going to do anything like that but we do enjoy going to like look at lights you know I like to see what everybody else has done my neighbors right next door and right across the street are dueling decorators for every major holiday. you know I decorate but it's sort of like half of what they're doing and I always kind of feel like oh my god but I am not anywhere near what those two neighbors are doing I did get a little inflatable Santa and snowman mostly because of Levi yeah yeah and then I put lights up but just around the banisters of the um, porch and then I have these lit up candy canes that go kind of in front of the bushes there. And those are pretty easy to put up. But yeah, yeah, usually like two weeks into December, I'm like, oh, I have to decorate the house. And honestly, if it weren't for Levi, who thinks it's cool, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. But anyway, I, I know, and I don't like having to take it all down, but I'm I'm one of those who's like, January 1st, it's all coming down. It's I'm gone. Kidding. I know that there's people out there that don't take their tree down until like February or Like March Valentine's Day. Or- or Easter. Um, <laughs> our friend's mom has never taken down her tree. She just leaves it up all year round. You didn't see my face, but it just dropped. I went over in July and I'm like to their house and I'm like, your tree is still up. That's a great lead right into the next question, which is Christmas trees. Real or fake. We always get a real one. I love a real tree and I know again those can be a pain in the ass sometimes too and you have to keep watering them and all that kind of stuff but there's just something that is still a holdout for me. I have to have a real tree. Part of it is I don't have a lot of storage space too so where am I going to store this tree? But I am a firm believer in real trees. That's part of the experience. You have to go out and pick a tree. It's a different tree every year. Smells good. So what's your story? I'm on the real tree train with you as well. Hello, choo-choo. We started a tradition this year. We bought a house and we moved, so we couldn't go to where we went last year. We went to a tree farm where they cut down fresh trees. You picked out your tree. This year, we drove literally out to the middle of nowhere and found this tree farm, and my husband cut down the tree. And then you put your tree on the sled and you pull the tree out to the road and you wait for, then you get a hayride. Oh, nice. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And um, shout out to Storyland Christmas Trees. It was, it was really cool. And they have a hot chocolate and popcorn nice. and fires going. We had places like that in Virginia. And there's probably places out west here in North Carolina that do that. But, yeah, you're not going to find Christmas yeah. tree farms. <laughs> 
So places will bring them in. We try to shop local in that sense and go to yeah. one of the little farms, but, but they're bringing them in. And this year, I was surprised that one of the places that we like to go to, and it is an actual farm that's been around since like the 1700s, they do their own ice cream and, you know, stuff like that. But this year for Christmas, we went there and, like, they didn't even have the little, like, wrench signs up and fun apple cider and stuff like that. It was just a few little scrawny trees. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm not going to mention them because I'm saying sad things about them right now. Normally, I like to say really positive things because I do like that farm. But I was sad about their um, Christmas trees. But we did go out and pick some somewhere else. Levi ran tearing through all of the trees and fell on the ropes and poked himself and was pulling everything down but that's the experience that i'm sure i will laugh about in like 20 years from now oh i mean you're making making memories and that's part of the whole you know experience about going to the tree farm we're we're just over here trying to live our you know best hallmark christmas movie life And yeah, of course, it doesn't always work out that way. Like yeah. they they give you a saw, and my husband's trying to cut down the tree, and and we're thinking two swipes and it's down. Oh well, no, he's down You're there sawing. like he's cussing. He's like, I can't get this to go. And there was this other family that had this like very fancy saw in its own leather sheath, and oh, the daughter did it, and she went three swipes, and that thing was down. <laughs> oh wow! And we're they looking at them, and we're yeah, special we're Christmas tree saw. They did, and we're looking at them, and we're like, "What is going on right it's now?" Funny. My husband's sweating. Yeah. And- <laughs> It just wasn't going the way the way we had imagined it. But still, like we will always remember our first year going there, and we learned a lesson that day that we need to borrow a fancy saw from my dad. You know, my dad's a carpenter, and we need to bring that fancy saw next year so we don't have to repeat this year's performance yeah. of what happened. Do you have a special ornament or something? Every year, I would take my kids to Hallmark, and they would buy a new Christmas tree ornament. Now, that's a tradition I haven't repeated with Levi, partially because, you know, COVID. It's too little. Yeah, and yeah. COVID, like, we just stopped doing that stuff. We used to put all of those ornaments up on the trees when my three kids were smaller. And in the past, probably like five or six years, my grandmother used to have these little, um, I guess they're supposed to look like strings of cranberries. And basically, I just put white lights up and the cranberry garland and candy canes and oh, maybe cute. a sprinkling of a few kind of like white colored ones or something. I really haven't put any of the ornaments up. It's just a very kind of like simple tree and I love it. But Levi found the ornaments this year and he wanted to put them all on. So they were all on the bottom of the tree. All yeah, of I was them. just going to say, are they yeah. all on the bottom? Because he's so small still. Hanging <laughs> and clanking. So I had to quickly, while his back was turned, I had to go hide the Free bin of some quick ornaments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he had fun. So I was like, oh, I keep forgetting that Levi needs to have those special Christmas moments too, even if I've lost some of the <laughs> magic. It was fun. Right. So do you have a special you know, ornament? Since we just got married, we just started collecting a few that are like ours together. But I do have grouping of like three favorite ornaments that I bought at Mount Vernon one year. Oh, nice. And it's actually, yeah, they're like little felted ornaments of um, George Washington. Then there's a drummer and then a like a piccolo, like a flute. Yeah, fife. A fife? Is that what it is? I can't think of the word. A fife. And I always try to put them all three together in the front of the tree. Okay. I I just, I love them. And then 
Last year, Kevin's mom bought us some porcelain, just very fancy. I think there's um, stout, stout, I'm going to say it wrong. It's stowed, stowed? Spode? Spode. Oh my gosh. Spode, <laughs> Spode porcelain <laughs> ornaments. And they're beautiful. They're yeah. very fancy. I think my mom's given us some of those too, or Linux, you know, something similar. Yeah. I opened them up and I was like, I really appreciate that because then that starts building on things that we have. And my aunt stopped over today and she, she's like, your tree needs more ornaments. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. And now do you use colored lights or white lights? I like colored lights. Colored I know lights. It, I, th- I think with Christmas, there's two camps of everything. Yeah, you know? there's, yeah. Do you decorate outside? But we, Your colored we, lights. Like colored lights. Yeah. yeah we, went, we went last year because it was our first tree together. Yeah. We bought colored lights. We were in 100% agreement. So Tristan likes colored lights. I vetoed him. Did you Which really? is, I guess, mean of me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I have a longer tree tradition than you do. White lights. But I, I see colored lights every once in a while, and I, and I like that because that does remind me of childhood. Colored lights and silver tinsel garland. Not the tinsel you throw at the tree, because that just seems like yeah. a nightmare. Just the white lights with the red cranberry garlands I put on. I, I can't do the colored lights, but I know Tristan really loves them. So maybe next, some year I'll get a little tree. So actually, Tristan always gets a small live tree as well. I say always, but this started last year. That we put outside and I put colored lights on that one. That's Tristan's tree. For him. I mean, really in the end, everyone wins. Yes. He gets the little tree that's outside. (laughs) Do you put his presents out there too? No. Oh my God. (laughs) Poor Tristan. Go outside and get your presents. Yeah. Yours are under the tree outside. (laughs) No. So childhood memories, well, maybe this is a modern memory too, but childhood memories in terms of cookie or baking traditions. When I was growing up, my dad always made homemade fudge and homemade caramels. Caramel or caramel? Caramels. I would love to try my hand uh, on that. That is not an easy feat. So good. And actually, I don't think I made, and I, then I started that tradition too, but I don't think I did it last year. So the fudge, of course, is using that marshmallow fluff stuff. Right, and the right. caramels, or caramels, whatever, amazing. I like that better than the fudge. But it's one of those things that you have to stand there and stir forever yeah, and ever and ever. Do. You know, and then it's the like checking whether it's at the right, the hard ball or the soft ball right. stage. Or You can go from one stage to the next to burnt Really you fast. really have to pay attention. You have I, to have a candy thermometer. It's it, that's that's difficult to do. I wanted to make a that's what she said joke there, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> oh my gosh! So also, I tried sugar cookies with my three older kids when they were little, and it was such a disaster. All of my little perfectionists couldn't handle the fact that the sugar cookie dough wasn't working exactly right and the uh, I thought I was going to have this great tradition of reusing the cookie cutters that my mom gave me and they were the, just the tin ones and the cookie dough was sticking to all of them so everyone was in tears stuff got thrown I think if I remember right and it was a total disaster so I put the cookie cutters away and vowed never to bring them out again now our tradition has been homemade gingerbread houses and I have a really good recipe that usually we use so this year I bought a kit from Joann's and Levi was melting down over the fact that the walls weren't staying up and then he put decorations on and they'd slide down the house because the icing wasn't solidifying fast enough but we finished it and the next day he broke them all apart and ate them all so 
I don't oh. know. We might still have time to do the homemade ones. Yeah. And Gingerbread Men. So the two books that he likes to read right now for Christmas are The Sweet Smell of Christmas, which is a book we had when we were little. And they make gingerbread men and hang the gingerbread men on the trees, which was cool. And then the other one is the chocolate cake recipe from the book It's Baking Day at Grandma's. So we made that this year and that was fun too. The gingerbread house recipe I have is they're more like a tent than the four walls. So yeah. Somehow that kind of works out a little bit easier. And the homemade gingerbread, you can actually eat those. The kits that you get are kind of You're grody. not supposed to eat that. Yeah, no. it's kind of gross. Yeah. We make gingerbread. I started doing it last year with my husband and then decorate and everything. And you think that decorating, doing something simple like making the faces and putting on their mittens and boots, like they're going to come out so perfect. And then all of ours were coming out like Asian Kung Fu fighters. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, the icing melts. If all of that stuff isn't perfect, then it's like you think you have it on there and then five minutes later you come back and it's all run off the side it just wasn't coming out of the pastry bag the way we thought it should we probably don't have the right tools to do it but the whole point is is you're gonna have you're you're gonna have fun yeah it's just you're doing something together right yeah and who cares what they look like? You end up eating all of them in the next couple of days anyway. My brother and I would make sugar cookies with my mom and it was my my great-great-grandmother's recipe. I don't know. I'm probably adding one too many grapes, but who cares? <laughs> it's a family recipe and that's the point. And yep. then we would frost everything. I don't really like frosting cookies or even cutting them out. I just want to like speed through and drop dough balls and get them out there as fast as possible. You know I like to bake and I I like to write recipes and I I get out my super secret, not so secret because I share recipes with people, my red cookbook every year and I go through everything and I'm like, okay, I have it narrowed down to 10 recipes that I'm gonna I'm gonna make ten different kinds of cookies. Oh wow! And you know I don't. I think, <laughs> I, think I, I think I got through four this year. I told myself that I would try to maybe crank out more gingerbread because I put them in the freezer and I'm like, do not touch these. And then you know I make little care packages for the neighbors and the mailman. We have a great man. hi dog. He loves our dog, so um, I give some away. But then we end up eating everything. Then there's nothing to like put out for Christmas morning oh, yeah. when everybody comes over. I end up having to do two rounds of gingerbread. We'll see what else I can get to this week. I don't know. I do love to bake though. And I keep thinking like, maybe I can make that my other full-time, my other full-time job. Oh, wow. Than, you know. Love it. I, I love to bake too. Way I more than I like to cook. I'd rather bake every time. There's an exact science to baking and there's something very I think satisfying and knowing that when I write a recipe and it works and it comes out and it's really good I'm like ah, I did this myself oh that's so, so cool I keep, think- I keep thinking maybe I should make a baking blog for 2023 because I you know I don't have enough going on yeah in, in, yeah in exactly no add something else add something, <laughs> add something else. else I'll follow <laughs> thanks so what about stocking tradition one thing i always remember is we always had an orange in the stocking so that was a big thing we did we too had. when we were growing up yeah yeah like, why would santa give me an orange this is dumb well, you know, because, <laughs> i was a little girl yeah and but oranges used to be hard to get during winter season so like if you right. got an orange that was a big deal i think that's where it started right. obviously way before our childhood so now i put those terry's chocolate oranges in my kids stockings instead of an actual orange. Um, what, tell me about those. What What is that for, oh my gosh. for the listeners? So, okay. So it's a, I think it's a British chocolate actually. Oh, I'm already all in. It's a chocolate orange that actually is lots of little pieces, you know, like the um, wedges of the orange, but it's in the shape of
of an orange, you unwrap it, slam it down on the countertop so that it breaks into the little wedges. And then you get a little wedge of orange flavored chocolate. And they've got dark chocolate, milk chocolate. And then last year they started chocolate with like the Pop Rocks in it, which is amazing. All of this is so magical. I did not order them in time this year to get those. So we're just getting regular dark or milk chocolate, but I love them. And it's actually, it's like one little orange, but it's actually a lot of chocolate. And I think my kids said that they usually end up giving slices away to their friends because it's a lot of chocolate to eat. I mean, that's fun to get in the stocking. And right before we started this podcast, I was trying to order them from the grocery store because (laughs) (laughs) as I was making notes, I realized I'd forgotten to buy them. So hopefully I get those chocolate oranges in time. What do you like getting in your stocking well I usually put stuff in my stocking it's usually chapstick and candy socks maybe if I get Christmas socks for people little things like that whatever I have laying around I I like to put try to take up like as much real estate as possible because you know you're already spending x amount of money yeah everything your people and then buy things for the stocking and that can really add up too yeah so I put in like a bottle of shampoo Yeah, I mean, the stocking is kind of like the stuff that you need. That's why it's like... It really is. The chapstick, maybe some gum, you know, things like that. Yeah, and I'm all about, you know, practical gifts. So it's like whatever you need. Hand sanitizer. Perfect. (laughs) Hand sanitizer. I'm in my office right now. My husband, his office is next to me, so I don't want to give too much away. But like, honestly, it's whatever you can stuff in there that will take up the most real estate, that's what you're getting. Yeah. Well, socks and Terry's oranges take up a lot of space so those are good I first started finding them in Joanne's fabric store I I didn't see them this year but I always could get them there I think Target has started selling them of course you can get them on Amazon every once in a while I see them in the grocery store but when I started getting them it was really hard to find them other than ordering them from England but I think you can find them other places now So I wanted to ask you a question. I know the answer to this because, I mean, obviously you're my best friend. Do you like to go out shopping or do you just flat out order everything? So I don't go out shopping very much anymore. If I I knew it. Yeah, yeah, you were right. If I can help it, you know, I'm an antisocial, social person anyway. So I get mall sickness really quickly. Oh my gosh, I ordered some stuff from Target Pickup two days ago. It was, I think, Sunday. I swung by to pick it up. And the parking lot at Target was full all the way out to, like, across the street. And I couldn't even go to pick it up. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even going inside and I can't get my stuff. That was horrible. I left. And uh, I sent my to pick it up on a work day when it was going to be less crowded. But even then, I think he said it was super crowded. He had to go back again later. I can't. Like, I'll feel like I want to curl up in a ball on the floor. And it's easier for me when I can just pull something up online and I can look at everything. Or before there were all that online shopping, I really like to get the magazines. I can't even remember what one of them was. But there was always like a magazine from Smithsonian gift shop. I love um, those. Or the magazine that had all these weird Victorian random things. There'd be like the sweaters and then the like tins of cookies. And I don't know, it was British stuff or Irish stuff or something. But again, you'd always get those catalogs right around Christmas time. And even I, I then, think we're betraying our, our ages because yeah. I love looking at catalogs. I, I My husband ordered for me for my birthday something from this. It's like an athleisure company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drop any names because that would be their free advertising for them and <laughs> they should pay us. But um, <laughs> I got a catalog and I'm like, oh, oh a catalog. I haven't got 
about one of these in so long and I was just like flipping through the pages and then flipping through the pages again. I, I must have spent an hour looking through the catalog yeah. just to pick out things I wanted for Christmas. Yeah. So I remember going into high school and college, L.L. Bean was like yes. the Christmas adult. Like you went from the kids' toy Sears and Penny's catalogs to the L.L. Bean catalog. I don't know what it was about that. And that stuff was expensive. Like I wanted yeah. everything out of there. Boots and the flannel shirts and the like L. barn L. coats. Yeah, and J. Crow. Yes. That was a whole thing. And all that stuff would be considered vintage now. Speaking of well, vintage. Why, yes, it would, since we were in college in the 90s. I know. <laughs> what is happening? And I bet you, at some point, had we kept those magazines, the magazines themselves would have been really cool. Well, right. I mean, you know, we use old catalogs now for research yeah. with our businesses Yeah, but I remember the corduroy so. barn coats. It was like a tan color with a leather collar. I had one of those yeah. in college. Oh, my God. That's and the Oh my in the boots. I always drooled over the LL Bean catalogs, but I don't remember ever getting anything except for maybe some waffle weave pajamas. You know, the right. long john type right. pajamas. I don't know. But yeah, I got I boots got one anything. year. The rubber right. ones. It was like this weird Vermont farm aesthetic <laughs> that I, I guess all of us were like, I don't know where these people are living, but it looks so cool. And everyone wanted prep it. Prep aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, you're like prep aesthetic. Which yeah. I, I, I don't think I like fully embodied that was like... No, but I wanted virtual it. friends, you know, like whatever they were wearing. Yeah. That's what I wanted to. Yeah. With my barn coat over Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Barn coat. <laughs> so, okay, here's another good one. When did you first find out Santa wasn't real? Oh, I have the best story okay, for you. Okay, you go first. My illusion was shattered at a very young age, at the t- at the tender age of six. Oh. I think it was like six or seven, and I was over at my aunt's house. I was spending the night with my cousin Tara, and she told me, because she's a little older than me, she told me that Santa's not real. And I'm like, that's not true. And she's like, Santa is your mom and dad. She goes, when you go home tomorrow, look in your parents' closet, and I bet you'll find presents and stay up all night because you'll hear them bringing the presents downstairs and putting them oh, under the tree. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah, that was really mean of her. And I forgive her, but yet at the same time, I resent her to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have gotten four more years out of that. That's another chap-ass story. <laughs> it totally is. But she did. She totally ruined it for me. And then, of course, my brother... I'm sorry, Andy, if you're listening. He was younger than me, so he's like five at the time. So I had to ruin it for him. Right, of In course. Fact, I ruined it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? If if I know, you have to know too. But of course, I didn't know any better to not tell him. Yeah. I, I stayed up that night, and I could hear them taking the bags out. And my mom saying, did you remember to get this? Did you get this? And then them checking everything. And then the next morning, I was like, there is no Santa. It's your parents. I have to say, though, there's still something, of course, very magical about this time of year. And, you know, there's the universal energy of hope and all of those things and wanting to shower your loved ones with gifts and stuff like that. How old were 
were you? I was seven or eight. And again, this was when we were living in Japan. I feel like a lot happened. I don't know if that's that age or what was going on. So we lived in base housing in Japan. There were four kids in our family and base housing is small. So we were always using rooms differently than they were meant to be. But I think this was in the dining room. So it was probably some kind of built-in dish cabinet. And at the very top were these glass doors. Somehow I had climbed up there. I feel like on our piano or there was a desk in that corner too. And I don't know what made me, I must have seen something up there. So I opened up the glass doors and I saw toys and I was like, oh snap. I bet these are Santa gifts. I don't know what made me think that, but I immediately ran to my older sister and was like, Santa's not real. It's mom and dad. And she was like, what? That's wrong. She's only a year and a half older than I am. So she didn't want to believe it. And I was like, I am 100% sure. I saw toys up there and I guarantee you we are going to get these for Christmas. And I was like, the one thing I saw, because it wasn't wrapped, was this doll that kind of looked like me. It had reddish hair. And it was a brand of doll. I don't remember that, you know, you could get that looked like your kids or something. And I think I had asked for that. And I was like, I sw- I'm, we're getting this for Christmas. And she was in tears that I was taking this magic away from her. And I was like, what difference does it make? We're getting presents. Who cares where it's coming from? And I was like, I bet you these are Santa presents. So I, I love your practical approach yeah, to I this. Would, like, you're like, who cares? Yeah, like super <laughs> practical. It doesn't matter. Christmas morning comes. My sister opens this gift and bursts into tears because she realized I was right. And she's just bawling. And my parents are like, what is wrong? Like, what happened with this gift? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I felt so bad. But I was like, don't tell them because if they know, then they'll stop getting a Santa gift. So we have to keep pretending. (laughs) You thought that if you, if they knew. Yeah. It was like the, it's like the whole roles were reversed. It's like, if we tell them that we know, we're no longer going to get gifts. I love. (laughs) That was going to be the end of it. And I had the younger brother, Matt. He's four years younger than I am. I must have been eight. I don't know if Thera was born yet. My youngest sister, she either was a baby or hadn't been born yet. But I knew there were two more kids that had to get through Santa. So I was like, Rachel, shut your mouth and we keep this a secret so that we keep getting Santa presents. So I good. think I ruined it for her. So with my kids, they were believing in Santa way longer than most kids. Like they were in almost middle school. And I remember Renton. (laughs) I don't remember how old he was, but way too old to still be believing. I feel like he was in middle school. And one night leading up to Christmas, he was like, Mom, I just, I want you to tell me the truth about Santa. Is Santa real? And I was like, okay, he's asking me. So this must be the sign that he wants to know. And I was like, well, I'm Santa. He bursts into tears and I was like I mean I'm not really Santa I help Santa you know Santa's really busy and so sometimes I have to add some extra presents to help him I didn't really mean that Santa wasn't real like I'm backtracking because I'm like oh my god this isn't what he wanted to hear he wanted me to confirm that Santa was real and I felt so bad and I think all the other kids had already knew at this point that Santa wasn't real but Renton was holding on so I backtracked and I think he truly believed for another year or two Honestly, I think he must have been in like eighth grade before he gave it up. Then I would tell my kids, well, this is how it goes. Only people who believe in Santa get visited by Santa. So you tell me whether you believe or not. That's you a know. good way to Yeah, to, I was like, I don't want to give it up. I want to still get you guys Santa presents. Shut your mouth and say you believe. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like once that truth 
bomb is dropped you know part of being a kid falls yeah part of that just falls away like it's like you're just one step closer to being a grown-up yeah and you know just not believing in magic itself and that's really devastating you don't want to disappoint your children ever you know but in school you know they're always coming home with yeah how do they doesn't believe and I'm like well sad for them because that means they're not getting any Santa presents I, it's, yeah, it's like your kids go to school and they hear it from yeah. other kids and they learn all yeah. these other things. And it's like, how do you have them hold on to it for as long as possible? Well, and you know, Sarah, you know? my youngest sister, was eight years younger than I am. And she believed for quite a while. But I remember, I feel like I was in college, which means she must have been 10. One of the times I was coming home and I don't remember whether she just kind of figured it out on her own or was asking me about it. But, you know, we were like, okay, Santa's not real. She was the last one. She was the holdout. We had to wait until she didn't believe before we could all actually start talking about it. So I was like, hey, since you know, mom and dad don't know that you know yet, let's do something really funny this year. And I took Sarah to Big Lots. We were living in Sanford. So either I was a senior in high school or I was almost in college. Big Lots is like a discount. Yeah, we have Big Lots here. So we went to Big Lots and we bought all kinds of stuff that we were going to put under the tree and in stockings from Santa to surprise my parents and to kind of like help them out with Santa gifts and not tell them. That was fun for Sarah. I mean, I think it was fun for Sarah. You know, we went and did that. And then that Christmas, my parents, like the puzzled look on their face, like, where did this stuff come from? You know, my mom's looking at my dad like, did you get that? Did you put that in their stocking? And Sarah thought it was hilarious. So that was really cool. And then we kept doing that for a little while. We would always add some extra gifts into the stockings or something from Santa, even though she didn't believe anymore. You know, my mom, a lot like me, I think she still, they would still do the stockings. And and to this day, if we were having Christmas at her house, they'll still do stockings from Santa, even though gifts aren't. So, all right. So what about favorite Christmas memory. You go first. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh man, I'm gonna go with something more recent. As you know, I started dating my now husband around Thanksgiving at Christmas time. And our second date, he took me to Stan Hewitt Hall in Akron. And it's this huge mansion. And every year they do a huge Christmas to do where they decorate all the rooms and they have a theme and they do this elaborate light show outside. And he bought me, um, bought us tickets for that and took us to a very fancy dinner. That's now become a Christmas tradition. That's awesome. I remember those pictures. Yeah, it was really special. And that is where I realized I, I I fell in love with my husband there. That to me is a very special. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm having a hard time pulling up anything from when I was young. I want to say that maybe when I was little, like little, little, one year I got a doll that talked and her name was Baby Beth. And Aww. I know, like my name is not, it's not like very common, yeah. you know, Jennifer or yeah. something, which is a very common young know, age back yeah. In the 70s. So I I got a baby bath and she talked and she had this voice box and she just would talk and there was no on off button. So I went to bed with her that night. My mom had to pry her from my sleeping hands because she went shut up. Just like me. I was going to say, I was going to say that. You said it. You said it. <laughs> Look, we're on a podcast talking. So yeah. obviously we like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't shut up. So my mom had to like undress her and take the voice box out so she would shut yep. up. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about you? That's funny. What about So what about I you? have 
one from childhood and one or two from adulthood. I love Christmas, as you can tell. Levi loves yeah, I all the holidays, too. I was a sophomore in high school, so it would have been like 89, I guess. And my family went down to Florida for, I think my brother was playing in a soccer tournament. And so that year, they decided that as the Christmas gifts were going to be to go to Florida, Disney World, and all of that stuff. Oh, that's cool. But there was a crazy freeze that year and everything all the way down to Florida was frozen. There were icicles off the sign that said, welcome to Florida. Like the orange trees got ruined. Power was out everywhere. People were sleeping on floors in hotels because they couldn't get to their destination. Luckily, the hotel that we were staying in, we already had a room and we were able to make it there. I remember that. But Christmas dinner, we had in a Chinese restaurant because it was the only one that was open because they used gas and they were able to light it. Oh my god! So they were cooked with gas. So we had little styrofoam cups with birthday candles in them for lighting because the power was out. There was no light. And I don't even remember what we ate, but it was one of those. Was it a full duck and they chopped the neck off? Uh, you know, just like in Christmas you'd think story. so, right? <laughs> but with a big family, eating a meal together could be really chaotic anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah. And and then with all of this that was going on, I just remember that Christmas, it was like sitting in there with the little birthday candles and eating the food and everybody was getting along. And I feel like we even were sharing, my parents were sharing family stories, which almost never happened. Or maybe as teens, we didn't care and didn't want to listen before. I don't know. It was just a really neat Christmas. I know my older sister, I remember we were at some event one time that they asked that question and she had the same favorite memory, which is strange because she and I wouldn't necessarily have the same favorite memories, but we did of that Christmas. And so just in that made that kind of a, makes that kind of a special Christmas too. So the other one is two Christmases ago, the daycare that Levi goes to, they couldn't get somebody to dress up as Santa. And so Tristan and I dressed up as Santa and Mrs. Claus. I remember that. Yeah. And I wore, fantastic. I wore a green vintage 1950s dress that I had and then I added some that. like red and white stockings and a cape and stuff like yeah. that. I put baby powder in my hair to make me look older. Tristan was in the full Santa getup. Levi had no idea it was us, or I don't remember, maybe he didn't even come down. The funny thing was some of Tristan's buddies that he works with, he's special forces, yeah. right? Tough guys. They had no idea. Their kids went to that daycare too. So they were there with their kids to take Santa pictures. They had no idea it was Tristan. I remember one of them sat on Tristan's lap. God. We have pictures and it's hilarious because at the time I was thinking, he has to know this is Tristan. Had no idea. So we sent them the pictures later and the guy was like, how did you have pictures of this? And Tristan was like, it was me. Ha ha. <laughs> it was so funny. And kind of out of character, Tristan loves to play jokes, but not something that you would normally expect. So that just made that kind of cool. And then one of Tristan's friends was getting married and we were out in Nashville. And I don't remember the name of the hotel or set of hotels, but Tristan took me to and we stayed there. It's like this huge indoor mall where all the inside, the center part of the mall was all decorated for Christmas huge Christmas trees, like something you'd see in an amusement park. That was amazing. Water fountain displays and where you stay in the hotel, the windows look out into the center of the shopping center. I'll figure out what the name of it is and I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, that was really neat. And that was fun. Tristan and I got to get away for a little while and be just the two of us, which 
rarely happens when you've got yes that's a rare occasion for you guys yeah Yeah. and a little one so that was really neat we got to feel like adults for a couple of nights so that was fun too are we ready to do reading and watching or do you have any other yes let's do it yeah let's do it all right reading and watching before we get into the recent reading and watching just in case you have a favorite christmas story or christmas movie my favorite Christmas story is Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree, and it's one I bought for Emily a few years ago, and it's just really cute. Mr. Willoughby starts with a big tree, but it doesn't fit, so he cuts off the top and gives it to the next person, and it doesn't fit them, so they cut off the top, and, you know, it's a full circle. The little tip top of the tree ends up back in Mr. Willoughby's big mansion with the mice, and it's just a really cute story. That's now become my favorite Christmas That's story. That's so cute. And favorite movie, of course is It's a Wonderful Life, hands down. I love yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. The lesson in it, we actually went to see it in the theater here. We have a theater that plays old movies every once in a while, and around Christmas they play It's a Wonderful Life in the theater. And before it plays, they talk about it a little bit. And I didn't know, but that movie was never intended to be a Christmas movie. Yes. It became a classic Christmas movie. And I don't think it came out during Christmas, if I remember right. But it had that you know Christmas scene in it. Anyway, my all-time favorite, I think the lesson there is so important. You have no idea the impact that you've had on other people's lives. And that has always stuck with me. Yeah, that's a huge one. It's just really great. So that's my favorite one. Yeah. Favorite Christmas book. I don't have kids. So I would say Llama Llama Christmas. Yes. I think Levi would like that. Or to any of our listeners that have little ones or are trying to find a Christmas book to give, that's a good one to give. And I also really love Christmas Story Christmas, the sequel. We just okay. watched that. Oh, how was that? It was good. It was really good. You know, we live just outside Cleveland, the original Christmas yep. Story house. Yep. It's in Cleveland. And it's actually for sale right now if anybody wants to buy what? it. What? I know. Oh my God, that's crazy. crazy. I, I want to watch White Christmas. I watch it every year, oh, but okay. we have not seen it yet yeah, this, this year. year. We haven't watched this it yet. Year. So I know you also had... A- a question you wanted to ask about Christmas songs. Yes. So right now there's like this, I guess a contest of sorts going on called Whamageddon where you hear Wham's song last Christmas, you're out. It's like playing tag. It's in my head right now. It's going right now in my head. God, I cannot stand that song. Does that mean I'm out if I hear it in my head? No, you have to like hear it out and about or on the radio or uh, a Christmas playlist or something like that. You are, you are tapped out. I wanted to ask you what Christmas song do you absolutely just, oh, please just chaps my ass, chaps your ass. So I know what it is. And it is that Adam Sandler, I was going to say Christmas song, but it's actually a Hanukkah song. It's a Hanukkah song, yeah. yeah. But I think it still counts. I was just going to ask you, do you think that even still counts? I think it does, because they play it in the holiday season around Christmas. I think it does count. I dislike Adam Sandler. I'm sorry, Adam Sandler. If you are listening to my podcast, Adam Sandler, feel free to comment. Adam Sandler, what has... What, what has Adam Sandler ever done to you? <laughs> He's, oh, you know what? You just, I like his more recent stuff. I think I just didn't like his um, brand of humor growing <laughs> That's up. That's fair enough. And I don't That's like the voices he makes. I don't, I actually don't like the voices he makes. But. Okay, fair enough. I have liked him in more recent movies. Click, I loved. 
I feel like I have to say this just as though Adam to like Sandler, redeem. like he's going to listen to our podcast. Adam Sandler, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast. Anything's possible. I do like your movie Click and I do like your movie 21st Dates, 21st Dates, 5 First Dates. Oh my God. I like it so much. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's some number of first dates. It's the one where um, the girl from E.T. Oh my God, I'm terrible with names. It's him and Drew Barrymore. Yes. And she can't remember things. I liked that one. But Adam Sandler, I don't like your Hanukkah song. And I hope that I don't hear it on the radio. Somebody please get Adam Sandler on the line for us so we can, uh, you know, discuss with him about his his song. (laughs) Is that the only Christmas song you don't like? Uh, yeah, because I love, I love Christmas songs. I love Christmas music. It should be playing in the background right now, and it's not because we're doing a oh, podcast, but I do. We'll do it for a Christmas song leading yes, out. Yes, we'll find a good but one. But not Wham, or, because then ever, all of our listeners would be out. You know what? We might have to play Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. <laughs> it might happen. Yeah, we'll, if I'll contemplate on that. It'll be playing. a surprise. Guys, you have to listen to the end of the podcast to find out what song we play at the end. Let's go ahead and wrap this up then with the official what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to, and Beth, you go first. Listen, I am still reading James Harriet. I'm going to do the whole series <gasps> oh, wow. back to back all the way through. Mm-hmm. And the PBS season three? Miss Scarlet and the Deuce. Uh, no, oh. no. Oh, All Creatures uh, Great All Small. Creatures starts yes. January 8th. Yes. So I figure I will have read everything. Yep. I was by the rewatching time it all of them. I, I, I want to rewatch them again yeah. as well. We are watching on HBO Max right now the British version of Ghosts, which is quirky and hilarious. Yes. I didn't and know there was a British version. There is a British version, and it is okay. so good. We'll put the link in the story notes. And we're just kind of on and off watching whatever Hallmark Christmas movies. Gotcha. Christmas movies in general, just trying to watch all of them until New Year's. What about you? So I am reading absolutely nothing. No. I've given up on... I'm reading Patterns. Does that count? No. I, I guess that counts. <gasps> I have my MBA classes coming up and I'm using that as an excuse, like I'm resting my brain. I don't know. I just haven't had time to read. I'm watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke. I guess the last time that we were in a podcast, I didn't realize that they had a new season out. So after I talked to you, I went out and found it because my mom was saying they were watching it too. I'm caught up on that. And like I said, I was re-watching all of the All Creatures Great and Small. Tristan and I, did you ever watch any of the Yellowstone series? It's a little graphic. The mod- Yeah, I can't. Too much. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I can go there. I yeah. know everybody is like, oh my God, Yellowstone. No, and I have to usually... like, watch bits of it and then leave it alone. And Tristan watches the rest of it. And then I come in and watch a little bit. And that character yeah. that everyone loves, the girl character, I don't like her character at all. Like, to... I think her name's Beth too. Her name is Beth. That's the thing, right? <laughs> if you're going to be a somebody, be a Beth or something like that. So, Thank you. Actress- <laughs> Place Beth. If you're listening to our podcast, I apologize. I don't like your character. Even though everybody Oh, that's okay. Maybe she's supposed to be hated. She but is. But I've, I've never seen a minute like, of Yellowstone ever. And I just don't like her at all. There's no love there at all. They did a Then Back Story, 1883. I would watch that one. So, but I don't know if you remember me saying, they made me mad because in the first five minutes, the main character won who... Again, I feel like I have to apologize to everybody in these podcasts. I swear I'm not a hater. <laughs> the girl talks like this. I never knew what was going to happen when my daddy, like that the whole time. I don't know what it is supposed to be a Georgian accent. I don't know. That drives me crazy. Voices drive me crazy. So that drives me crazy. But 
within the first like three to five minutes of the show, she's running and it's 1883, right? She lifts up her dress. She's got it. She's, I think she's supposed to be like 16 or 17 years old. And she has pantalettes down to her ankles in 1883. No, 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 no. And that right there, I feel like, you know, I did this whole huge gasp and I was like, how can I watch this show? Like that's in the first three to five minutes. How did somebody not catch that? What is going on? And they never get off the river. I don't know what's going on, but the entire season, they can't get away from this river. I think it was COVID and they couldn't film anywhere else. I don't know, but that part annoyed me. So now their new version is 1923. Right. Now they've jumped forward. And I do have to say, aside from the fact that it started with that girl's voice and then it stopped, they have Helen Mirren is in it. Excellent actress. Han Solo. What's his name from The Worst With Names? Who is it again? Han Solo. Oh, that guy. Oh my God. Oh my God. We can't think of his name. Harrison Ford. Harrison Harrison Ford. Ford, If you're listening to our podcast, I apologize for not remembering. We apologize. We're apologizing to all the celebrities right now. Big Sorry, A-list celebrities, we can't remember your name. So this season, really big names. So far, they have been all over the place. Tons of cattle, and they look real. They don't look digitized. And 1923, it's hard to mess up 1923. The first thing I noticed was, even in the large scenes, lots of extras, their shoes all looked pretty good. So good. it was a good start. And Helen Marin's character is wearing clothes from a little bit earlier period like maybe 1910s which was good that's like good. reminiscent of an earlier period and the younger people are definitely in the 1920s stuff so one episode in i'm liking it more than i'm hating it so that's what i'm good. watching right now I, I think the we talked about this in the last podcast we recorded is that our big thing is when we're watching a historical drama if something is wrong like historically inaccurate it will drive me nuts and I will just hate that show. Yeah. It, it will drive me insane. Because how hard time. is it to call one of us and hire us to go be a consultant on these movies? It's not hard, hard at all. In fact, if you're planning a historical movie, you can reach out bespokevintage at gmail.com and I will come and be a consultant for your movie. So that you won't have exactly. ankle-length panelettes. Exactly. I mean, I I have people buy from me all the time for movies yeah. or TV. I don't know what it's, Where it's exactly going. it's going to or anything like that. But if you're doing a historical something or other, I really sincerely hope that it is right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not to blame if a 1950s dress gets used in uh, 1883. <laughs> Or those pantalettes yeah. that you oh put God. on that character. Oh, oh my God. God, help me. So that's it. That's it. We have reached the end of our Christmas podcast, Beth. Merry Christmas, Becky. And it's still only five days till Christmas. Thank you, Beth, for coming on and sharing your Christmas memories and traditions. And I think we sprinkled a little bit of vintage stuff in there, but it doesn't matter. Thank you for having me again. And Merry Christmas. You too. I'm sending you and your family yes. lots of love and kisses. I hope you got my Christmas card. Oh, we did. And I will be sending out New Year's cards. (laughs) That's my new tradition. Happy New Year's. (laughs) So we will be thinking about doing podcasts more regularly. To satisfy the cult following that's listening right now. And in the meantime, (laughs) comment on things that you'd like to hear from either both of us or from me or guests you'd like to have on the podcast in the future and like and share. Share. And let all those Hollywood actors that I dissed know that I'm sorry. (laughs) And they're welcome to listen to the podcast and tell me how they feel. (laughs) 
Adam Sandler and Harrison Ford, if you're listening yes, right I'm now, so please. Sorry. And Beth, and the actress who plays Beth. Well, we will close this up then. Merry Christmas, and I hope Merry everybody Christmas, out there has a, has a great holiday, whatever they celebrate. Here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinah Shora. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish. Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together. What a fine looking Jew. You don't need decker halls or jingle bell rock. Cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonicas celebrates Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He converted. We got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. So many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I heard his agent is. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica and smoke your marijuana. If you really, really wanna go, have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. If you would like to write to me about today's podcast or anything else, please do. I love to get listener mail at bespokevintage at gmail.com. That's B, like the little honeybee, spokevintage at gmail.com. You can also visit me on the web at www.bespokevintage.com, where you will find pictures of past makes, details on all my services, including commissioning custom makes, my vintage pattern lookbook with literally hundreds of vintage patterns, and of course, you can find me on all the socials at Bespoke Vintage. If you'd like to become a patron, please check it out at patreon.com 
slash Bespoke Vintage. See you next time on the Bespoke Buzz.